Hi, I'm Reverend Michael Ellick. I'm United Church of Christ pastor and community organizer, and I'm recording this today in the Goose Hollow neighborhood of Portland, Oregon. So if we're going to talk about Advent for everybody, with special attention to bodies that don't always match the traditional church paradigms, then we can start by reminding ourselves that Advent isn't just the story about the birth of Jesus and his promise to return. It's also about another story that tends to get dropped once Jesus shows up. This is Mary's story. Literarily speaking, Mary is our actual point of entry into the gospel, the person we are first led to invest in, and she therefore becomes like an emotional anchor to the entire plot, not just a receptacle for the Holy Spirit or a ceremonial breeding chamber for Jesus to be grown in. She's a real person, a fully fleshed-out character, and at first she's so compelling that it seems like the whole narrative might end up being told from her perspective. But of course that doesn't happen. As the oral traditions finally get drafted and edited into the four official narratives that we have today, Mary's role is basically finished once the Messiah Jesus has been hatched. Her purpose having been served, the rest of her story is simply dropped. There are glimpses of it here and there, little brush-ups against Mary's lost tale, but they're brief and they're unsatisfying. And throughout the life story of Jesus, it's sometimes unclear whether they're talking about Mary, the so-called virgin from Nazareth, who tradition says was the daughter of Anna, or one of the two other Marys. There were three in total, like Mary Magdalene. In Advent, we might naturally wonder What was the rest of her story like? And it's all just conjecture. That's the problem with lost and repressed stories. But there's evidence to suggest that behind all the little hints, there used to be more of it. For example, did you know how much of the imagery of the Christian Gospels seems to be borrowed or lifted directly from so many of the so-called pagan mystery religions? To give an example, the part about there being three Marys seems to match up with the worship of a triple composite goddess that was very popular in Jerusalem around the time of Christ. But the name of that goddess was Mary Anna Ishtar. It's crazy. Some have argued that all three Marys in the gospel are echoes of this Mother Goddess, which, like so many of the ancient mystery religions, the tradition around her worship stretches back, far back beyond the history barrier, reforming and reshaping and renaming itself by region and circumstance over and over again. But likewise, around the time of Jesus being born, the triple-towered temple to Mariana Ishtar was called Magdala, and the temple priestesses who served as ritualized prostitutes often carried the title virgin. So there's something about Mary. It's a lost story, a repressed story, but all the hints say it used to be a really good one. So what happened to it? Could she really have been a devotee or even the incarnation of a mother nature goddess like Isis? 
or is she just a girl from Nazareth? Or both? Or neither? Regardless, with her loss in the story, we lose her youthful humility guiding the whole narrative story, along with the presence of an archetypal mother inside Christianity. And this matters because these ancient stories are our contemporary spiritual blueprints. It's not just Mary who gets painted over or the goddess cult. It's everything they represent today, women in general. But in this context, everything about us that's closer to the ground, our real bodies, our real planet, our vitality, as well as our limitations, our births, and our deaths. How can any of us love or be loved if any of these things are hated or ignored? Because in the same way that we silenced all those pre-Christian religions that we originally borrowed so much from, the Christian church continued to repress and condemn every kind of wisdom tradition and every kind of body that didn't match its claustrophobic definition of the sacred, never suspecting that it might be waging war on some part of its own essential nature. So it's crazy what you find underneath something like Advent. But this time of year, I think we can still feel those buried traditions, those other parts of God. You can feel it in that weird and sometimes scary pagan spirit that sinks us back up to the rhythm of the sun and the moon and the seasons, and that fills me with a strange kind of hope. It doesn't diminish my faith. It increases my faith. It reminds me that all those parts of ourselves that we Christians disowned, disavowed, and flat-out persecuted aren't demons coming to bind us. They're angels trying to free us, severed parts of ourselves desperately trying to reconnect because it's not too late for us. We can still be put back together and remembered. Because there's something about Mary. Amen. <laughs>